You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? It's going very good, thanks. And I just wanted to start out by wishing you a, a happy birthday, because, you know, I know it was your, <laughs> was your birthday yesterday, so um, I just want to make sure I, I fit that in, because, you know, I didn't get to say it on air anywhere yet, so I wanted to say it. <laughs> right here at the top of the show so i hope you had a, a good day and happy birthday to you yes thank thank you very much sir uh i appreciate that uh i want to give a shout out to uh i know mr jake james lugo uh tony tiana and then our very good friend david jagno also wished me a happy birthday so yeah i appreciate the birthday wishes uh i did not do anything special uh because been pretty busy the last couple of days uh, I did play Resident Evil 2, so that was a fun time. Uh, and, of course, I watched the uh, NXT pay-per-view, which uh, Dana, Adam, and Ricky, we all did a reaction for that. We all did our prediction show for that the other night. So um, that was the extent of all I've done so far this weekend. And I will be watching the Royal Rumble tonight. You know, So if you're a wrestling fan, definitely check out the show that we did. And we are going to do a follow-up show to talk about what happened with that whole event as well. So stay tuned for all of that. But um, yeah, man, just uh, took it easy, played some games, and just uh, ready to see what happens this year in terms of all the other opportunities, so on and so forth. Awesome, man. I wish you much prosperity in, in this new year of life. So I hope, thank I'll, you, sir. I hope it all goes thank well. You. Thank you, sir. We, we, I very much appreciate that. Um, and uh, with that said, um, I mean, today today's show, we're going to talk about a few of the news stories that happened over the last uh, week. You know, it, it feels as though the year is, is really still just getting started. Uh, of course, there are two major games that are out right now, uh, Resident Evil, and of course, Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out this uh, Tuesday. So uh, there will be a lot of more news to talk about, I'm sure, as the year goes on, but there isn't really too much to talk about this week. But uh, still some things worth worth discussing. But uh, before we get into any of that, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So, Gary, I'm actually going to go to you first. And uh, you can let everybody know what you've been playing. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously I've been playing Overwatch. Um, I actually played a lot of that today. Uh, I managed to find like a good six stack, which is a full team of six people to play competitive with and like we were just like i went on the the longest winning streak ever like in that game with the six people i was playing with today so shout outs to all those people i was playing with but um yeah still playing overwatch um but also this week the only other thing i got to play was the anthem beta or demo it's officially a demo but it should have been called beta in my opinion um so yeah, uh, as a lot of people know, I'm sure, 
there's been a ton of problems connecting to the demo. Um, you know, the server capacity has just been, you know, it's, I guess it was very low. Um, and they were just having server issues across the board on PC, console, and, you know, on um, Xbox and PlayStation. So, um, yeah, I mean, I only got to play some of it today. And, you know, I actually got to, to play a mission, but halfway through the mission, the game just crashed. So I didn't get to play a whole lot of Anthem, unfortunately, like many people, uh, which is a shame because a lot of people pre-ordered just to get into this demo. But um, at least, you know, next week is the open beta. So hopefully they get that right. But uh, we'll see. I mean, they, they should be able to prepare now that they know the kind of capacity that they have to deal with but uh we'll have to wait and see but as for what i think of the game um i do think that it's it was a good idea to have um have some of the game being first person so like when you uh when you're in the hub world or whatever uh you you actually you know you're in first person you get to interact and talk to people uh, and it feels very much like a Bioware game, like there's story elements to it, you have dialogue choices uh, for certain conversations. I'm not sure how deep that's going to go though, because you know it is an online game, so I'm not sure how deep they can really get with the dialogue options. But um, but yeah, like I, I think um, obviously like there was some performance issues because it's not the, the finished product. Uh, when I first got in the game, uh, some of the physics in the hub area were really off. Like, the banners were, were flapping really weirdly and stuff like that. Uh, but graphically, it looks it looks impressive. You know, the, the hub area does look impressive. Um, it's just a case of working out some tweaks and, and stuff so that it, you know, it looks solid in the finished product. Um, so as for the missions... Um, so, you know, once you get into your javelin, uh, that's when you actually get to select your mission that you want to go on. Uh, there's a free roam option, or you can go straight into, you know, one of the missions or expeditions that you have to do. Um, so this was where I had the most difficulty with, with the demo, because um, whenever I tried to do this um, on Friday and Saturday, it would just send me into a, a long loading screen, and that loading screen would never complete. But um, when I tried it this morning, it actually worked for the first time and I was able to actually drop into the mission and it connected me with uh, two other random players. Now, um, the flight mechanics take some time to get used to. I'm not sure how they feel on a controller because I was using keyboard and mouse, but um, it, it, it definitely felt like there was a learning curve to perfecting the flight like you have to jump and then like boost and then while you're boosting and flying through the air you have to kind of uh aim yourself and stuff and it's very easy to to fly into stuff like you know fight fly into the environment and hit like rocks and you know cliffs and stuff like that um and it it feels like your character has a lot of weight to them which i like um, I think that's like a nice touch because, you know, wearing that suit, you, you would have a lot of weight to you and you definitely get that feeling um, as you're flying and stuff and you're trying to control your javelin. 
um but once you do get used to the flight it uh it feels kind of sweet to just like you know fly around jump down and then start shooting enemies and stuff like that um at some point when i was shooting it felt very much like mass effect andromeda to me like the physics and uh, the <laughs> gameplay um and i don't think that's a bad thing because uh, one thing i will say about andromeda is the combat mechanics were actually decent i think like that was one of the good points of andromeda like i feel like the combat was actually good uh granted there were some enemies that were overpowered at parts but the actual mechanics of you know shooting and stuff and using your abilities i thought that was really well done in andromeda so if this is basically just an enhanced version of that then i think that's a, a good thing um as for the structure of the game it definitely you know that they're not going to be able to shake the destiny comparisons because this really is like destiny with uh, mass effect andromeda controls like gameplay and stuff um, that's really what it feels like but saying that i think that that can be a winning formula like they can get it right like sure it might just be like destiny but it you know it, I, I think it can be a fun game like because what i did play i was actually having fun for you know for at least like 10 minutes until the game crashed um so <laughs> so yeah i mean overall i just i really just want to play more of this game um, it seemed like there's a lot of customization as well in terms of your javelin. Like I, I looked into the, uh, I forgot what they call it now, but uh, I think they, I think it's called the forge or something. But um, you can go in and you can look at all the stuff you can update on your javelin and stuff like colors and um, add-ons and accessories and things like that. So that seems like it's going to be very deep, um, and there's going to be a lot of options to you know customize your javelin and make it unique to how you like it um, i know there's uh, i think there's three different classes but i think in this demo you can only be one class um, so hopefully you know we'll uh, get the chance to try out some of the other classes in the game um, i know that you're only supposed to be able to get to level 15 in the demo but you know obviously i didn't get that far um but yeah so far I feel like this this game really has potential. Um, I actually bought the game already. Uh, oh, so yeah, look, well, I, I already own it. So, well, hold on. I I I, I absolutely did, did, didn't know that. So that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I thought, hey, might as well, like, because it it's piqued my interest enough now. And um, you know, after playing it, I'm like, okay, you know, this this might be something. Like, we might be onto something here. Um, mm. Now, the question is, can this game pull me away from Overwatch? That's the real question. But um, I guess we'll see in the next few weeks. But uh, there's also the Division 2, which I'm highly anticipating. Uh-oh. And, um, I'm very worried because these two games are coming out so close to each other. And it's like, how am I going to have the time to play both of these things? Like, it's, it's oh, crazy. oh, don't, don't worry. You'll, you'll have time because the Division is out in March. You know, Anthem is out in February, so you at least have a month to, uh, you know, finish Anthem, and then you can uh, play the Division Two. <laughs> uh, but but that's the thing, though. Like, I, I don't think I can be finished with Anthem in a month because it's like this is like an ongoing online experience. Like, I'm not looking at it like 
a story mode like that you just beat and then that's it i'm looking at it as a long-term experience like overwatch so and i'm and the division two is going to be essentially the same kind of game where it yeah. has long-term value so there's, they, there's they, definitely going to be some overlap yeah they, they've already said that uh the campaign for the division two is around 40 hours and then Whatever other stuff they add to the game after that, you know, depending on when they add to add to it, I'm not sure exactly when they're going to add other content. Uh, but they do have an aggressive schedule in place for when they're going to add more stuff. So yeah, the division is a game. People, a lot of people, going to be playing that that game for a while. Um, Anthem, we'll see, uh, because I wasn't able to get into the 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 uh, the demo. I'll, 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 get, I'll get into that in a, in a little bit, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with both of these games sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, to summarize, um, I think Anthem has a lot of potential, and what I did manage to play, I liked so far. So I'm looking forward to playing more, to be honest, just to see how this thing turns out. Now, obviously, it's EA, so it could. <laughs> th- there's a chance this this could launch and become a disaster um so hey who knows but from what i played so far i feel like yeah it definitely has potential so we'll see how that turns out Mm. okay that sounds good yes oh and a message for ea next time you plan to do something like this please make sure that your servers are capable of handling the load now i can understand if maybe <laughs> maybe the first two hours there are issues but after the, that two hour period it should be super smooth for everyone especially when you like you you basically tricked people into buying the game just so they can get access to this demo like people pre-ordered people bought the game outright like just so they can get in and then they wasn't even able to play it like people were planning their weekends around this game you know so it's, it's a little messed up but there you go yeah no i i certainly agree with that uh w- what i will say first and foremost in regards to anthem uh I, I i did download the beta on xbox one uh i did get into the vip uh demo that they had this weekend unfortunately though even though i was able to sign in i wasn't able to actually at any point play the game because the server would not allow me to get in and I saw that they did release a statement saying that there were a couple of issues preventing people from actually getting into the actual Anthem beta. Uh, demo beta, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, it was difficult for me to get in there, so I didn't get a chance to play it. Uh, I do know that they are going to have another beta open to everybody uh, this upcoming uh, Friday, which is, I believe, February 1st, and I think it's going to be for the whole weekend. So I'll be very curious to see how they react at that point because as you already said there are people that pre-ordered this game and they specifically wanted to play it this weekend so they they got early access is fine but they still had issues uh with people actually you know being able to access the account the last time i had checked on saturday i believe it was late friday night early saturday morning people on ps4 and pc were able to get in but Xbox One was still having issues. Um, so that's why I haven't been able to play it. But hopefully they do have these issues resolved because it's going to be a hell of a lot more people playing this when it's open to everybody next weekend. So hopefully they are ready for that. Because if not, 
you're definitely going to have some issues. And and I think we can all agree that um, because this is an online uh, only experience, when it does launch uh, in February next week, I'm going to say next month, I'm about 100% certain it's going to have issues on day one. And and I'll be surprised if uh, it do, if that if that doesn't continue uh, over, for, over, over the next couple of days after launch. Because again, they have to get used to the people that are going to be on the server, all the activity, all that other stuff. Um, and even though they, they, they said, because they it said in that statement that they had tested all this stuff out, but some stuff you just can't test until it's the actual real world environment. This is why whenever you have multiplayer games like The Division uh, and all this other stuff, this is why the people who review the games wait until they actually have a chance to play it in a setting with others in the actual real world setting to see how the online is and how it functions because you can't tell that from just a limited amount of people on the server. So I'll be very curious to see how the game is, uh, you know, next weekend when more people are going to be on that server, whether or not it still has issues. I don't know. And hopefully by then, uh, by the next uh, co-op, I'll be able to say something about it because I will try and play it again today. But uh, I have no idea if I will be able to actually do that. Um, so... Yeah, we'll and, um, real quick, uh, shouts to Melanin Gamers. Uh, Melanin Gamers is a streamer, and you know she was actually planning on streaming the game like this weekend, you know. Um, and because there was so many issues with the server, she didn't even get to. And I know there were a ton of people like that because I saw <laughs> I saw people going crazy on Twitter. So EA, I hope you got the message. I hope you understand, and I hope you're prepared for next weekend because it's going to get crazier. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I, I I know some people were blaming Bioware, saying that um, it it was on them as well that they weren't prepared. But again, you, you can't really prepare for this type of stuff until it is actual a real world situation where you actually have people signing up on the server, and they will well past the capacity of what they expected. I'm sure, but um. Yeah, I mean, they, they had to know when they decided to make this game and the fact that it's an online experience, you have to know and think about all of these factors. So hopefully, you know, it, it, it's better if something like this happens now as opposed to when the game launches and then this type of stuff happens. But I still do think some of this is going to happen when it launches also, uh, only because of the type of game that it is. But again, hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully uh, we won't have any issues when it actually uh, comes out next month. We'll see. Um, but yes, looking forward to trying out Anthem at some point. Um, the other game that I did get a chance to play, and I've actually been spending a lot of time playing this uh, ever since Friday when I picked it up, um, that is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Uh, I want to take a, a moment to give a shout out to Mr. Jake James Lugo. He actually reviewed the game for us on the website and again we'll have another link in the description of this video so you guys can check out the review if you haven't seen it already uh, i know he gave it a 90 out of 100 um i'm not that far into the game uh because i'm actually playing as leon but i'm playing on the hardcore difficulty setting so as a result of that you know that really pushes you to the limit in, in terms of playing the game now they do have a, a regular setting that you can play if you're a Resident Evil, uh, you know, if you're if you uh, are, I guess, new to the series or you don't really want a challenge, you can play that. But I, I will say this. Anyone who has played the Resident Evil games and you decide to pick up this game, I will highly recommend that you play it on hardcore because 
when you play it on that setting, it really ups the ante in more ways than one. Uh, for, for, for instance, you know, of course you have the ink ribbons where you can save, uh, but you don't really get too many of those ink ribbons. So you have to think about it, you know, in, in terms of a true survival horror experience, you have to really think about when is the best time to save uh, because you can encounter something where if you get killed by a zombies or the, you know, the liquors or any of these other creatures, and then, you know, when you restart, it's going to come back to the last part that you saved. So um, I have encountered that a couple of times. Um, in addition to that, you know, bullets and stuff like that, it, it is a little bit more scarce. So you have to think about how you use your ammunition as well. And if you can think of other things you can use, such as a flashbang, a grenade, so on and so forth, to help you as far as blinding enemies, then yeah, you have to really think about all of this stuff. Um, but uh, what I can say is, in terms of this being uh, a remake that Capcom has worked on, I know they have been very vocal. There have been a couple of interviews in the past that came when they came out and said that at one point this game was in development trouble. They didn't really know if they were going to be able to pull it off. I have to say they have done a phenomenal job with this game based on what I have played so far. Um, uh, it, it's first and foremost, it, graphically, it looks absolutely fantastic. I, I, I don't care if you're playing it on PC, PlayStation 4, or Xbox One. The game looks fantastic, and I, I'll be I'll be hard pressed to find anybody that would disagree with that. Um, of course, it has the over-the-shoulder camera angle that we saw in Resident Evil 4. That was the main change they made to this game. Uh, but they made a couple other changes here or there, but they made that change to really add something new to the experience. Um, and so far, I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it yeah, yes, uh, I will say that there are parts where, where you'll definitely be scared, but I will say this. Uh, if you have a weapon handy, uh, you always feel as though you have a fighting chance. Uh, but, I mean, if you don't have any weapons, if you're scarce on ammo, then, yeah, you definitely better run. Don't even try uh, Don't even try to do any, anything other than that. But um, it is a great game, a fantastic game. In terms of if if I was to put this on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of remakes, um, I haven't played too many remakes, but um, I would say, just based on my knowledge right now, this game is, it has to be up there on, on the list just because of how well done it is. Um, but again, uh, I still have a ways to go because, I mean, I, I've only really completed about, I want to say, the first three hours of the game still playing through it and then of course i'm playing on a harder difficulty setting so that means it's going to be a little bit more longer before i actually finish it but um i highly highly recommend if you're a resident evil uh two well if you're a resident evil fan but if you especially love resident evil 2 you definitely should pick this up like as soon as possible because i mean it, it is a fun fun game i know it currently has i believe like a 91 on metacritic because it's it, it's gotten great reviews across the board from so many different publications so uh all that stuff is, is warranted and, and true and it's accurate so definitely check it out if you're a fan if you're intrigued and i promise you absolutely won't be disappointed yeah cool yeah i haven't had too much experience with a uh, resident evil games i mean I remember playing around with the first game back on back in the PlayStation days, the PS1. Um, but I was so young that I never really took it seriously. And then, as the years rolled by, I just never, you know, like got into the series at all. 
Um, I remember, I think it might have been either Resident Evil 5 or 6, I I really thought about jumping in and giving it a go, but I just <laughs> I just never got around to it. But uh, this one looks really good from everything I'm seeing, and you know, in terms of it being a remake, it looks really impressive. So, I don't know, like, maybe I'll give in and give it a try, but uh, I don't know. Well, well, well. I will say this: uh, as someone, you said you just you just purchased Anthem. Um, it, it, it's going to be hard to. I mean, a lot of these games, the sixty dollar price point, I think, is something that. I mean, it, it certainly it, it's justified. The, the the devs deserve the the money that you know you know the teams. Everybody deserves the money, especially for all the hard work put into these games. But it definitely becomes hard to make these decisions, and then of course. We have a huge month coming up next month for releases, February, because, you know, Anthem is coming out. And then you have all of these games coming out. Metro Exodus, uh, Jump Force, um, Far Cry, New Dawn. I mean, the list goes on. And a lot of those games are coming out on the exact same day. So it's hard to I can understand by why anybody would say, it. you know, it's hard to really come to a decision as to what to play. And because there's so many different things out there. But yeah, it all depends on uh, what you have time to play and what you can afford to to pick up. But I will say this game, it definitely is worth uh, picking up. I mean, you you do have Leon's uh, campaign, which uh, I need to finish. I'm 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 not. I don't think I'm nowhere near the halfway point of that yet. I might be close to the halfway point. But then you also have Claire, um, and then you also have Ada Wong. So you'll get some replay value out of this, um, no doubt about it. Because even when you're playing as Claire, it's going to be a different perspective of the stuff that she goes through. It's going to be a little bit different uh, from from what Leon goes through. So there is a lot more to the game than just playing it through one time. But again, it all depends if you have the time and if you are intrigued. And then, of course, if it's on sale. But I'm pretty sure this game will at some point be on sale because this is the beginning of the year. You know, it's not all going to stay at $60 for forever. Um but yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out for those who are curious. Uh, they like survival, survival horror games. They like Resident Evil in particular. This is a game where I have to say the critics are 100% accurate. Yeah, they did an excellent job with this remake. So um, absolutely, positively, I, I recommend it and check it out when you get a chance. If I, hey, if I go to time, then maybe, but uh, it's likely I won't because there's so much stuff coming out. Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> Anthem, Division. Uh, yeah, ki- yeah, ki- Kingdom Hearts is out is out on Tuesday, so yeah, um, it's crazy. There's a lot of games, uh, but good times, definitely, definitely stuff worth checking out. I can't say anything about Kingdom Hearts because I haven't played it. I, I don't know if uh, Mr. Lugo has had a chance to play it. Um, I know that. Um, a couple people out here was waiting on review copies and some people didn't get the review copies so i don't know what's going to happen with kingdom hearts 3 but i do look forward to seeing more people share their thoughts on it there are a lot of publications that already got a, a copy and put some thoughts out there but there's a couple other people i'm waiting to see what they have to say about the game i i haven't played any of the kingdom other kingdom hearts games so i don't really have too much of a high interest in the series you know it's, it's a series where i feel like i need to play the other games before I get to the third game, but for those who are fans of the series and have been waiting so long for this game, I'm glad they can finally, uh, you know, get the game that they've been waiting for, and that for the most part it's gotten great reviews. So, 
looking forward to seeing what happens uh, with that. But yeah, too many games to play and not enough time to play every game. So you have to choose wisely. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. So, uh, so uh, I believe that concludes what we have been playing for this week. Uh, definitely we'll have more to talk about next week because there's a couple games that I do know that I will be getting soon. Some that I can't really talk too heavily about now, but uh, I will definitely talk about that stuff soon after I've had enough time to evaluate them. So stay tuned for that. So with that said, we're going to move on to uh, a, a couple of quick topics that uh, happened this week as far as news is concerned. Let's start off with one of the stories that uh, I believe... Uh, as soon as I saw this story, I had to share it with Gary because I know he is a huge, huge fan of CD Projekt Red uh, and everything with The Witcher 3. So we found out uh, recently that um, there was a report that came out that said that the CD Projekt creative director has just joined Blizzard. Um, now, I don't really know when I looked, but I saw this news story. I didn't really see anything to specify exactly what he is working on at Blizzard. But I do think it's interesting that he joined Blizzard. So, so Gary, as an Overwatch fan and a fan of Blizzard in general, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Uh, now, this is really interesting for me because, you know, these are like my two favorite studios right now or among, <laughs> among my two favorite studios. Um, so, like, first of all, this is the guy, this, this is the creative director who worked on Cyberpunk uh, 2077. Mm -hmm. Um, his name is Sebastian. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the surname. I think it's uh, Stepin or Stepin, uh, something along those lines. I'm sorry for butchering it, but um, yeah. So he worked on Cyberpunk, which we know it, you know, is, is coming soon. Now, what this tells me is that the game must be complete. Now, um, we've we've known for some time that there is a playable build from start to finish in yeah. the CD Projekt offices. So I think this game is is really ready to be shipped out sometime soon. We're just waiting for a release date at this point. But I think it's definitely coming this year. So, um, I mean, when we're talking about the games industry, uh, talent, you know, and, you know, talent gets, move, it gets shifted around uh, a lot in this industry. Like, you know, people go from one studio to the other. Uh, we see it in PR, we see it in development, we see it in, you know, with artists, sound engineers, writers, you know, and it happens with creative directors too. So uh, people move around a lot once projects are complete and we don't even know the terms of what his contract was. Um, apparently he's been there for a while though. I think um, he worked on one of the Witcher games too. Um so yeah i mean i don't know maybe he wanted new challenges or maybe blizzard was out seeking some talent because uh, we know that well everything that's being said behind the scenes is showing that there's uh, some sort of internal struggle with activision blizzard and um i know that a lot of people have uh, been moved off of certain projects at blizzard and put on different ones um, so I think they're prioritizing certain projects at Blizzard at the moment. So it makes sense that they would go after someone like this, you know, um, just to pull in some talent of a higher caliber. Um, now, as for what he's going to be working on, I can only assume it would be either Diablo or Overwatch. Uh, the reason I, I, I would say that 
is i mean we know there's a new diablo coming the mobile one uh whether i i don't know if he if if he would join to work on that though especially with, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> especially with the bad reception uh that happened but um they did say that there's another diablo game in development too so it could be that you know he joined to work on that uh but i like it, it's not just a fan in me but i think he's joining for overwatch because um jeff kaplan actually alluded to a big surprise well if you read between the lines of what's going on uh with overwatch there's something big happening uh this year at blizzcon there, there's there's going to be a huge announcement regarding overwatch because they're not even doing the overwatch world cup this year it seems at blizzcon so if they're not doing the overwatch world cup it can only mean there's going to be a huge announcement regarding overwatch at blizzcon which is going to happen this fall um so it could be overwatch 2 or it could just be like an, an expansion for for overwatch period or it could be the announcement of like a story mode or you know something along those lines now this is a creative director so i mean if he's moving to blizzard it means he's going to work on something creative in terms of you know storyline content and things like that so um i really think you know it's, it's definitely something to do with overwatch because uh, I know that the, the the current team that works on Overwatch, they're so busy trying to work on things like balancing and to coincide with the Overwatch League, which is coming back uh, in a few weeks now. Um, like that takes up a lot of their time and they don't have a lot of uh, resources to, to allocate to making new content for the game. And that's something that um, like, you know, Overwatch has been super popular for a long time. But at the moment, the, uh, the the fan base of Overwatch is starting to feel a bit irritated because there's like nothing new, um, and you know the the time has increased between balance patches. Um, so that what that means is like um, you have the meta, and the meta is basically which heroes are good to use at the moment competitively. So um, sometimes there's certain heroes that dominate the competitive space to where you have to use those heroes on your team and uh, there's not much room for diversity in terms of using different heroes and tactics and things like that so sometimes people get really iffy because they don't update the game enough so that uh, more heroes become viable um, um, and you know they, they're not dominated so easy so they have to put a lot of time and effort into working on these things uh, to make the, the current fan base happy and that doesn't leave a lot of time for creating new content for the game so it would make sense that um, any you know people that Blizzard hires is going to be working on Overwatch because the popularity is it, it already peaked and I think it's slowly starting to decline now because uh, the people who are playing Overwatch now are people who've been playing it for a long long time and they're not really getting any new players so uh, I, I think that is probably for Overwatch to be honest but what do you think Rich? Yeah uh, I mean I always have a, a joke that I've said on this show multiple times that I think Overwatch great multiplayer experience but uh, I wish that there was some type of campaign or I mean, I know the characters have their own little stories, and they've released 
uh, stories like video stories, uh, cinematic trailers before to really fill in the blank as to what certain characters did before Overwatch, so on and so forth. Uh, so that's fine. But I, I felt when I played the game, because I played it a long time ago, uh, I thought the game was fun, but um, I just felt like it needed a little bit more. And, and, and the reason why I felt that is because I played games like Evolve, where <laughs> the multiplayer only game, um, that game did, didn't evolve, which is very ironic for the title of it. But um, it's just that when I played these multiplayer only games, and Titanfall 1 is another example, it didn't really feel like there was no campaign. So I had a very bad perception of these multiplayer games where it didn't feel like there was a story. That was what prevented me from really getting into Overwatch like everyone else who, who did get into it. But with that said, um, what this creative director, you know, so first and foremost, if he does come, come there to work on Overwatch, that's great. I don't really have any idea what what he would bring to the table. Uh, um, you know, it, it ha would have to be something related to a story, I would think, or some type of campaign, uh, something to add more content to the game. Because I know they can continue to add characters to the game and different uh, events that they have, but I feel as though to make it a, a really of a, a new experience, you have to add some type of element to it that isn't already there and have that element be something that stays and can evolve. So I think a story. Um, if they wanted to release little bite-sized chunks of a campaign, that'd be pretty cool. But I mean, I don't really know uh, other than that. If if this guy was coming in to work on um, Overwatch, what else he would be there for? Uh, the other alternative is that he could be there to work on the uh, the other Diablo game. Now we do know that the other Diablo game is still in development, despite the backlash that they that Blizzard got at that event. We do know that the other Diablo game, the real Diablo game, people have been waiting for, they was going to talk about that game at BlizzCon, but they didn't do it because they felt as though it wasn't really ready to be revealed yet. So bringing in this guy, possibly, I think it is to help with that because they know that that game is going to be massive once it does release. Even though people who complained about the mobile game, they're still going to go out in droves and buy this game. So... I do think that this guy could be coming in to work on that, but uh, I, I think at this point it, it could be it could be uh, either of those, or it could be something totally different. But I'm pretty sure that it's it's probably one of those um, because they see the pedigree of what this guy has done. You know, as you mentioned, he's worked on Cyberpunk 2077, um, and I'm pretty sure he's done some work on The Witcher or some of the other games there. So. Uh, I, I mean, to bring him in to work on this other stuff, it, I would think it, it would have to be an important project. Uh, maybe not something new entirely, but yeah, Diablo, whatever the next Diablo game is, or Overwatch, yeah, that totally makes sense. But um, I, 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 my, my guess is whatever he is working on, something that we probably won't really hear about until maybe a year or two from now. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I would imagine that whatever he's working on, though, it's going to take some time because once he gets in there, he probably has to get acclimated to what it is that he is going to have to work on and then figure out ways to bring what he does to the to, to whatever team he's a part of. So my guess is that whatever he's working on, we're not going to know about this for a while. But I could be wrong. This could be something that could be revealed by the end of the year. But I think more than likely you'll hear about it in either 2020 or 2021. We'll see. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
I, it is going to take time for him to get acquainted with you know all the activity at blizzard and for him to really make an impact so we might not see the effect of this for a while uh, mm. which makes me think he either is working on uh, the diablo game or he's working on the next overwatch or some sort of overwatch content so, well hold on well hold on so there is going to be an overwatch too then that's what well, you're i saying. mean it, it's the rumor because apparently something big for overwatch is is going to be announced at blizzcon so uh oh um, they, that's the rumor that's going around but it, it could be anything it could be overwatch 2 it could be an overwatch expansion it could be an overwatch movie who knows expansion or movie sounds very interesting yeah we'll see but um one, one other thing i did want to mention as far as cyberpunk 2077 uh i do definitely believe that game is is coming later this year uh, if it's not later this year, it, it, it has to be like in the first or second quarter of 2020 because, um, again, going back to the E3 demo that they released, when we saw that demo, I believe it, yeah, it was me and, and Mr. Max uh, Muller, we went to go to E3. We saw that particular demo, and then normally, as you know, when we've been to these demos in the past, you know, they don't release the footage for a long time. And in the case of Witcher 3, I think it was a whole year before they actually released that footage. But within months later, they released the footage at Gamescom. So I think the game has been in development for a long time. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely possibly going to be out later this year. Um, and if not for any reason, like I said, early 2020. But yeah, that game is definitely coming soon. Uh, even if it, they, they have already completed they completed the playthrough maybe they need some time to polish it up and do a few other things which is fine but yeah either the end of this year or early 2020 would be my guess but yeah it's definitely coming sooner rather than later yeah yeah i i think uh yeah i think this fall is gonna come out um i don't know when they're gonna make the official announcement but i, I think it's definitely coming this year and i can't wait to be honest like this is like my most anticipated game now oh yeah oh yeah you know no, no doubt about it you know i i'm i mean the, the one of the great things about this industry and we always you know I, re I really sit back and take a notice of this stuff every year is that um you know sometimes when the year starts you have no idea what's what's going to come out in the fall like we are we, like we usually know what's coming out within the first quarter, the first, maybe even the second quarter of the year. But we don't really know anything about the fall until right around E3 time. So, you know, this is a game where it could definitely get announced at E3 or before E3. Yes, it's coming out September, October, November of this year. And then it's it's a huge surprise. Uh, um, but no doubt about it. It's I think this is the fun thing about, you know, what we do as far as covering games, because there's always intrigue as to what's going to be the big holiday titles. Yeah, you know Call of Duty will be there, obviously, every year. But then there's other titles where you don't expect or you don't really know until it happens. And this is probably one of those games where it's definitely going to come out. And they want to probably make a big deal of the announcement. So I would assume by E3, we'll know where this game stands. But yeah, looking forward to it whenever it does come out. No doubt about that. Likewise. Mm -hmm. So uh, with that said, uh, let's move on to the next topic. Um, 
this is something that I, I, I only want to speak about briefly because I know you don't really have too much of an, of an interest in this. But I know on Friday there was some news that Nintendo broke and they pretty much announced that they were going to restart development of Metroid Prime 4. Uh, I believe that uh, Retro Studios is now working on the game. These are the guys that worked on the first three Metroid uh, Prime games. So, yeah, it's the great studio. It's a great studio team behind it. You know, they already know what they're doing, so that's great. But yeah, the whole thing about this announcement is that it, it came out of nowhere because, you know, Nintendo had, I believe it was, I, I don't want to say it was, it wasn't, I'm not sure if it was E3 2016 or 2017. One of those E3s we went to was when they announced Metroid Prime was in development. Um, during the, the actual uh, E3 Nintendo uh, Direct. So, ever since that announcement, no one heard nothing about this game. No, no, no information whatsoever. So, for them to come out and now say, oh, well, we're going to restart the development. We, we didn't like how things were going uh, this time around. Um, you know, I, I, I'm curious to get your opinion on, on them you know, taking this approach because I do have a couple of thoughts, but I just want to get your opinion on whether or not you. Because some people think it's it was excellent of Nintendo to do this. If they feel like a lot of other studios should do this, announce when you feel a game needs to be restarted. Um, but they're but they're not really you know. But there's other there's another issue to that that I'm gonna get into. But what is your initial thoughts of hearing about this this whole thing regarding Metroid? Um. I mean, I, I really don't see a problem with it because I, I think it's actually the responsible thing to do to be transparent with your audience and let them know what's going on. Um, and we know Nintendo to be a studio that's uh, all about quality. Like, they want to make sure that the game is perfect when it comes out and there's no glitches, there's nothing wrong with it, and it's the best game that it can possibly be. Uh, that is their philosophy. So, you know, them doing this just shows that they, they feel like it wasn't going well or something and they need to restart it. And at least this, um, you know, it, it, uh, it makes it so people don't have false expectations because if they didn't say anything, people might be like, oh, what's going on with Metroid? Is it cancelled? Is it ever coming out? But now at least people know, okay, they're, they're starting again with development. So that means it may be like another two years so now people you know their expectations have changed and they're like okay we might not see this for another couple years but at least they're still doing something you know um now on the other hand you have square enix and you know <laughs> square enix don't tell you anything and you have to wait like five years to get the game you want from them so that that's the that's the other way they could go about it but at least they're being transparent and letting you know what the deal is um and you know in with square enix i mean with when it comes to square enix and things like final fantasy and kingdom hearts we really have to rely on rumors like people like people leak news about these games for us to really know what's going on with them um, and then you know when whenever stuff leaks then they're forced to make statements or something like that's how things are operated at square enix and regarding final fantasy and kingdom hearts so i would rather have nintendo's approach where they're just like look uh we changed the developer or you know we're, we're restarting development on this game 
so you know then people know not to expect it anytime soon whereas square enix you're just waiting for years and years and years and you hear nothing about it so i would much rather have nintendo's approach and and actually the same thing happened with uh the final fantasy 7 remake because they actually did uh bring because at first they had third-party developers working on it Yep. But then they they switched that <laughs> up and they brought it in house. But they didn't say anything about that until it was kind of leaked by, uh, I believe it was leaked by some uh, Japanese publication. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean the same thing happened with Square and they weren't transparent. And here we are, like four years later, still waiting for some news about the game. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, that, that, that's exactly what I was going to say because I, I, I do recall that situation because we spoke about that before on the show when that announcement, well, when that news came out, and uh, there's a lot of disappointment. I mean, obviously, the, the game is still in development. I mean, I don't think we're going to see that Final Fantasy game until next generation now because I just don't see. I mean, I, I, there's no way of knowing how long it's been in development in house. Um, because even though that that thing leaked out, I don't know if that was something that was done a while back or was that was that was just started as soon as the leak happened. So I don't. There's no way to no way to know that information. But um, I do think it's safe to say that whatever happens with that game, it's not coming for a while. And as for this game in particular, this definitely is not coming. I mean, I would be surprised if this comes out by the time. I mean. If I had to make a guess, maybe three, maybe maybe another three or four years. So this, by the time this come out, the PlayStation Five and whatever the next Xbox is will probably already be out, or it'll be like a launch. It'll be right around the launch window of those particular uh, consoles. Um, I have no idea because I mean, PS Five could come as soon as next year or twenty twenty one. I have no idea when these systems are coming, but this game is not coming for a while. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. And, and what, what Nintendo will probably do is if they decide to make another successor to the Switch, this will probably be a title that will get ported over like pretty much all of the Wii U titles. They got ported over to Switch that everybody is going out in droves buying now for some reason. So um, that's probably what's going to happen. Um, one thing I do want to say, though, while I do applaud Nintendo for being transparent about this news, the one message that I think needs to be clear to not just Nintendo, but every single developer is we, you know, it's probably not a good idea to announce something early. Uh, if you really don't have anything going on with that at the moment, because this is a, a perfect example of something that it, it was announced at, for that Nintendo direct. And then we didn't see or hear nothing about this game until what we heard on Friday. So I think it, for any developer, they should take note of this. Don't announce a game until you actually have something to show. And actually, the development process has actually already started. You want to take an example of what happened with Microsoft and Scalebound. That was a game that was actually playable at Gamescom that people actually played. So then for Microsoft to turn around and cancel the game, that is, you know, that to me was very annoying because, I mean, the game was already playable. People had already had a chance to play it. And whatever, maybe it was an issue with Polish or whatever. I don't know what happened with Platinum Games and Microsoft, but that I think is a far worse situation because the game was already out there in the open compared to this. So that's why I do give Nintendo credit for at least making this announcement. But again, I would sell them and every other developer, 
don't announce a game until you actually are somewhere in the development cycle where you where you actually have something that you are working on and you can actually see something in motion. So we'll see what happens though, because this stuff always happens in this industry. So I'm pretty sure it's going to continue. This business as usual, but we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see indeed. Yes. So um, now we're going to take this opportunity to move over to the next news topic, which is pretty much the December 2018 MPDs. Um, now, I believe that this information was released uh, earlier this past week. Um, I haven't really had a chance to look at this list, so I'm actually looking at this list in real time live right now um, while we record the show. But uh, I think one of the biggest things about this is, uh, well, the headline says Smash Brothers beats Spider-Man uh, in exclusives. Interesting. And the best-selling uh, games, okay, here we are. So let's start at number 10 and work our way up. So yeah, number 10 was Marvel Spider-Man. Uh, number 9, we had Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Number 8, we had Super, Super, Super Mario Party. Number 7, Madden NFL 19. Number six, Mario Kart 8. Number five, NBA 2K19. Uh, number four, Battlefield 5. Number three, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number two, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. And number one, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So um, a few quick things I want to say about this and then I'll, I'll get your thoughts. Uh, not surprised that Smash Brothers Ultimate is number one because that was the game that came out in December. That was the major release people were waiting for. So to me, that's not really a surprise. Um, Call of Duty and Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, the, the Call of Duty game has been doing pretty well in terms of the response from some of the fans. You know, only multiplayer and not really a single player campaign. I'm not really sure what that means for the future of the Call of Duty games, but I do know that a lot of people picked up that game. So the fact that that outsold Red Dead Redemption 2, I mean, not surprising. Again, though, there are no numbers to go along with these particular uh, listings. So I don't know how close the sales are in comparison. You know, it could have outsold it by a few copies, a few hundred copies. You know, you never really know that because there's no information on here. Um, but yeah, not really too much of, of a surprise. And as for some of the other titles on this list, uh, NBA and Madden, not surprising. Uh, the playoffs were going on during during this particular time. You know, you know, we're gearing up for the Super Bowl here next weekend, so I'm not surprised that Madden is still selling. Same thing with NBA. Uh, the season is really almost at the halfway point. It will be in February when they have the All Star Game, so not surprised about that. And as for Spider Man. Um, there was the DLC that came out in December, the third and final DLC uh, that came out. So, yeah, people probably were still picking up this game. Uh, so that's not really a surprise. But him be, it being number 10, totally fine. Totally fine. I, I don't have any issues with that. But um, what are your thoughts in regards, uh, regarding uh, some of the software titles that, were, that did sell well uh, during December? Yeah, like you said, um, it's not it's not a surprise that Smash Bros is number one. Uh, that was that game was definitely the talk of the town throughout December. Uh, when it released, you know, everyone was talking about it. Um, even I managed to to go play it because you know uh, my my friends Ramiz and Cole made sure that I I came over to play and everything. So 
um, yeah, that that game was always going to be number one just because you know it, it's Smash Brothers. Like people love that game. Um, what I will say is that Nintendo are looking very impressive because they have so many games in this top ten. Like you know, they got Pikachu, they got Super Mario Party, Mario Kart, um, and Super Smash Bros. Uh, that's that's a lot of games in the top ten. So um, Nintendo are looking strong right now, and I, I think that's going to continue. Um, and you know, this this is probably the best they've looked since um, <laughs> since the Wii U era, like the early Wii U era, because when the Wii U first came out, they were dominating for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I think things kind of changed as the, the that generation went on, but um, yeah, like Nintendo is looking very strong right now, and you know, even with the delay of Metroid, I think they'll, they're going to be able to uh, stay in a strong position for a long time. And then when Metroid does come out, you know, if it happens to be around the time that the next Xbox and the next PlayStation are coming out, like you said, that's going to put them in a strong position too, because they'll, they'll still be able to stand up against those new consoles, because they're going to have games that people want still. So... Um, the, I think you know Nintendo are doing a great job right now, for sure. Um, as for the other games in the top ten, um, <laughs> I mean everything looks normal. Um, the only thing I'll say is, wow, Call of Duty still selling that much? Like, oh wow. yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised, man. You know, you know, I, 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 I will say this about Call of Duty because I mean, I, I did play. Um, I mean, I, I did play the game for a little while when it first came out. Uh, the multiplayer is, is a lot of fun. Um, actually, there's, a, there's, I believe, there's a few modes in, 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 in the multiplayer. It reminded me a lot of the Division Two when I played the Division Two, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, because instantly, I, that was that was what I thought of as we were playing the game. You know, the team-based uh, combats. I don't remember if it was domination, which mode it was, but. It reminded me very much of Call of Duty. So, um, yeah, I have to give Activision credit. I mean, I loved the stories in the Call of Duty games. Not every story, okay? You know, some of them I like more than others, but I like the campaigns in there in these games, so I, I don't want to see that stuff go away completely, but if it does go away and this is what people want, well, you got to give the people to get. You have to give the people what they want. But um, I, I mean... It's still selling well. I'm not really surprised. It did come out in November. Uh, no, October, actually. Yeah, it came out before Red Dead. So it is surprising that it is still up there. Um, the question I wanted to ask you is, how do you feel about Red Dead being number three, though? Because uh, I know you've completed Red Dead. I still haven't finished Red Dead. So um, what do you think about that being number three? <laughs> uh, what month did, did Red Dead come out again? It was October, right? Yeah, that came out like... The October 29th, I believe, or the 30th. It came out like at the right at the very end of October. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, I, I think that's a reasonable spot for it. I mean, I I would have thought it would have been number two instead of Call of Duty, but I mean, Call of Duty. I, I guess that's a brand name that's just is is always gonna sell, you know, no matter what. So, um, I guess I kind of understand it, but. I think number three is is a good spot for Red Dead, um, considering it had already been out for you know um, quite a while. Because it, it, throughout November, it had in, the the entire month to kind of breathe, 
and you mm-hmm. know people were still picking up picking it up throughout November and everything. Um, so yeah, I think that's a pretty reasonable spot for for Red Dead Redemption. Um, what would you think? Do you think it should have been higher? Oh no, I'm 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 totally fine with with it being number three. Um, I mean, I'm, to, to to a degree, I, I'm still surprised the Call of Duty still outsold it. But I mean, at that point, I I, I believe that they when I, I believe they had just started the beta for Red Dead Red Dead Red Dead Online. So um, I don't really think. I mean, I, I'll be curious to see what the numbers are next month, where Red Dead is at next month, because it will still be in the top ten. I'm just curious where it's going to be at because I know red the beta had started for online the beta is still going on now i don't think they've converted that over to a full to the full thing yet so yeah with regards to red dead online and you know that whole thing i I wouldn't expect that to boost any numbers to be honest (laughs) it's it's not that special at all so so Um, it's not it's not going to be like grand theft auto 5 because grand theft auto 5 is still on this list it's like a number 17 18 yeah uh but it's not going to be like Grand Theft Auto at all, man. Grand, nah. Theft, Auto, Grand Theft Online. No, nah, Red, Red Dead Online is not as powerful as, as GTA Online, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Like, they, they should have did something different. Like, they just... It just looked like GTA Online in a new skin. And I don't know why they're still calling it a beta. Like, I mean, what more are you going to add to it to make it, you know, better than it is now? Like, And you have... You have Anthem and you have Division 2 coming out. Two big online games. People, people are going to be playing those games and Call of Duty. They're not going to go back to play Red Dead Online. Like, uh, I just yeah. don't. I don't see any kind of appeal to play that that online. Well, I, I, ho- I hope that they have thought of a of a content stra- strategy plan to really convince people to to come back to the game. Um, I know a lot of people complained about the way they set up the economy in Red Dead Online because I know Tony and then we're talking about this on the throwdown with some stuff is just ridiculously overpriced. Uh, so hopefully that stuff is better. Um, I mean, I haven't been I haven't played on Red Dead Online because um, I wanted to complete the actual campaign first. So I will go back and finish the campaign. But Red Dead Online, I guess we'll have to see how that pans out. But um yeah and like i mean the the only way i guess they could kind of um make people somewhat excited for it again is because i remember with gta online you had the the first period when it came out and it was pretty popular then uh, Mm because it was new and everything but then when they started um marketing the heist and building that up people got like a whole new level of interest in gta online because of the heists and everything so if they're if they're able to implement that same level of excitement for a heist system in red dead online then maybe that can work but visually i just don't think it will be as impressive as gta online because gta online is like it's more relatable to us i guess like oh like i want to make all this money so i can buy all the the most expensive cars that I want and everything like that and I can make all the modifications to it I can buy a house and all this stuff but you know when you're thinking of Red Dead it's like oh I want to make all this money so I can you know change my horse's shoes you know like it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't have the same feel you know like... yeah no, yeah, I, I, that, 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 that's, that's a very good point yeah I have no problem with that well 
Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see about that. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, did you have uh, any, any other thoughts you wanted to share on the games that are, that are on this, this MPD list? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, it, you know, um, Spider-Man at 10, that, that, I guess that makes sense. Cause that, that had been out for like four months at that point. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, everything looks, there's nothing that looks outstanding. Like, you know, like <laughs> nothing that stands out. So yeah, I think it's cool. Cool list. So, so, so I, 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 I just want to make a quick prediction for the January list. Uh, and I could be 100% wrong, but uh, I do feel as though the word of mouth may help. I, I, I would not be surprised if uh, Resident Evil 2 was number one for January and Kingdom Hearts 3 is number two. Now, Kingdom Hearts 3 could easily be number one. Uh, I don't know how many people have been waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3. I know we have a lot of people here on the staff that have been waiting very patiently for this game. Uh, I don't know how big the fan base is for that game when it comes to this stuff but uh if i had to make a guess it, Re resident evil it, you know this, these games are going to be neck and neck because resident evil came out on the 25th this game is coming out on the 29th so it's close enough where that's going to be very close uh, in terms of the numbers of sales so um that my prediction would be resident evil 2 is going to be number one next month if i yeah, had to make a, a guess i agree i think resident evil 2 is going to be number one because that game is super popular right now like even going on twitch it's like so many people i follow on there have been streaming that game and i just i keep seeing people talking about it on twitter sharing clips and all sorts so that game is going to be big i think it's going to it's definitely going to be number one and as for kingdom hearts i think a lot of momentum for that game is falling flat because um <laughs> you have the reviews that came out and people are up in arms about the reviews um i just want to say one thing like an eight is not a bad score like i, I don't understand <laughs> i don't understand why people are complaining about the game getting an eight like or an or an 88 out of 100 or whatever like that that's not a bad score that's you know that's above average so why, like, I, don't, I just don't understand. Like, that's what they're complaining about. It wasn't scored high enough. Yeah, I've seen people complain that it wasn't scored high enough. And I, I think people were petitioning or threatening some kind of site or something. <laughs> okay, so the question I, I have for these people is, have they played the game? Because if they haven't played the game, how do they even know how how it is? I mean, they, they could they could be like, well, maybe it's an eight out of a ten, a nine out of ten, or had they just decided, well, I waited long enough for this, that means it's going to be a masterpiece regardless. Um, I don't understand that. Um, that's crazy though. But eight point five, I believe IGN gave it an eight point five. A couple of sites gave it an eight, and I believe Game Informer is a site that gave it like a nine point five. So I don't understand that there are some people that um, I don't think an eight is a bad score though, but um, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People put way too much stock into the, the numbers. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just it that represents someone's opinion. Like, you still have to form your own opinion about the game. So if you're waiting to play the game because you've been following this this series for over a decade or whatever, 
then go and play it and make your own opinion. Like you, it, the the reviews aren't the be all end all. So. Exactly. Well, I think that's something that people, everybody should sure, sure remember. You know, review is an opinion. Uh, it's one person's opinion. It doesn't mean everybody is going to have the same opinion. I, I've seen quite a number of video game and movie movie reviews that I would disagree with. Uh, but you know, again, that's why you have to actually see the, you know, play the game and watch the movie to form your own opinion as to whether or not you actually like the experience. Don't worry about what the critics say. Yes, sometimes the critics are critics are right, and other times they are very, very wrong. So you have to form your own opinion. But for those that have been waiting for this game, I don't understand why they should even care about any review. You have been waiting to play this game for 13 years. Just play the game. Don't worry about what everybody else has to say. Play the game, form your own opinion, and then and that's it. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Feels as though people will always find something to complain about. This is the type of culture we live in right now. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. So, uh, with that said, uh, is there any other topics or discussions you wanted to bring up uh, for 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 today? I know there wasn't really that much that much news to talk about, but yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to cover or say? Um, nothing else comes to mind. Um. I just want to let everyone know that uh, the Red Dead Redemption 2 discussion that, you know, we recorded last week, um, you know, it, it was available on Patreon first, but it is now available for everyone to go listen to. It's on the iTunes, it's on YouTube, and it's on the website. So just go to coalition thecoalition.com and you can check that out. Um, you know, it's, it's a spoiler discussion, so we, we'll be talking in depth about, you know, the, the storyline, what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, you know our thoughts on the epilogue. So uh, go check that out. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah, uh, and I also would like to piggyback off of that. Say, yeah, we, we do have a quite quite a bit of things that are in the works. Um, I uh, have a couple of reviews that I have been working on um, that you will start to see on the website. Also, February is a huge month for releases. So there's definitely going to be a ton of things that we're going to be doing. There's a couple other shows that I will be, be will be recording very soon um, that you guys will definitely be seeing in February. So stay tuned for that. But yes, there is plenty of content coming. So just stay tuned. And I will give a shout out to everybody that has been checking out the content. I know we've had uh, Mr. Google has been posting up a ton of things. So I want to give a shout out to him as well. Um but we, yeah, we, and then of course we do have other things we have been doing, other podcasts we've been doing. So just stay tuned. We do have a lot, but but for gaming in particular, stay tuned because we have a ton of things we're working on. Uh, some stuff that we can't really talk about at the moment, but definitely you're going to want to stay tuned to the website in February and beyond because we have some some pretty fun things coming. So with that said, definitely want to thank you all for checking out today's show. I want to give a shout out to everybody on the coalition staff for all the all of the hard work, uh, all of the great things that they have been doing. Um, and as I said, we do have a ton of things in the works, so stay tuned for that. I want to give a shout out to the WrestleCast crew, uh, Adam, uh, Dana, and Ricky. Uh, definitely stay tuned for our uh, recap of what happens at Royal Rumble. And if you haven't already watched the uh, NXT and Royal Royal, Royal, Rumble, Royal Rumble prediction show. Definitely check that stuff out as well. It was fun to do that. A nice little fun show. Um, give a shout out to the Throwdown crew. I know they're going to be doing Throwdown Your Questions tonight. So 
definitely make sure you check that out. Tony, Carlos, Manny, everybody over there, Brett, Brian, etc. Definitely check that out as well. Um, and yeah, just give a shout out to everybody that checked out the show today. I know I saw Miguel in that chat at one point, so I want to give a shout out to Miguel. Anybody that uh, is either watching live or listening later, we appreciate your continued support. And uh, Gary, the floor is now yours for uh, shout outs. Yep, so uh, I want to shout some of our Patreon people, M. Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, Antonio Rogers, and Sean Gorty. Uh, we appreciate you all for your continued support. And, you know, um, if you guys want to support, you know, you can contribute as little as a dollar a month. And, you know, you can get access to all of our backlogs of our special shows. Uh, there's some stuff in there that we've never released. So um, you can go check that stuff out. And, you know, in the future, we're, we're going to be making some more content that will appear on the Patreon first. Or sometimes it will only appear on the Patreon. So uh, definitely go check that out if you do want to support us. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and also big shouts to uh, Melanin Gamers who was in the chat today. Um, go check out uh, Melanin Gamers on Twitter and, you know, Twitch. Just Melanin Gamers, all one word. Um, thanks for showing your support and being in the chat today. And a big shout to, you know, the entire Coalition team. You know, Tatiana, Dana, Tony, JJ, um, you know, Richard everyone who supports edward who wasn't here today because he was working well, big <laughs> shouts to him too and shouts to um you know mr carl e banks and ramiz quadri who are also in our group chats and everything so big shouts to all you guys absolutely yes always a pleasure so uh thank you all for listening and uh we'll talk to you all next week <laughs>